0: Hello, beautiful listeners. Welcome to another episode of Third Eye Awakening. Today, I am so excited to bring you this conversation between my sacred soul sister, the priestess Amron Bevels. What what can I even say about Amron? She is, yeah, truly, truly my soul sister, past lives Mm -hmm. together. I'm just, I'm in constant awe of her presence and her power and her magic and her realness, her humanness, her priestessness, her gigantic multi-dimensional Syrian starseedness. She's here in service to your grounded presence and the full reception of this powerful material. She is the anchor that brings the book that we are co-writing together into form. She is standing at my side every step of the way and she curates the sacred container of this book and this work. <sighs> Professionally, Amron serves as a mentor, a healer, a spirit-led guide for women, mothers, healers, and empaths. And she truly is, she is the one who brings the work that I channel down into the earth plane, down into everyday life, down where it can be <laughs> experienced, felt, and utilized. And for that, I am so thankful. Welcome everybody to this episode and welcome beautiful Amron. Welcome. Thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited have this conversation with you to share with everyone. I'm so
1: excited to be here too, sister. Thank you. Yay. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Mm.
0: So I always love to start off the episodes just asking about your spiritual awakening journey and kind of like what it looked like along the way that took you from, you know, sort of believing that life is the very kind of like flat, very minimal dimensional experience that we've sort of been programmed to believe it is and what what your unfolding was like into understanding that the moreness to life and the the multi-dimensional, like, you know, rich texture of it.
1: Hmm. Wow, that's interesting. Okay, so immediately, I'm taken to myself as a four-year-old. I was burdened, heavily in my heart at that age by world events that I heard about, like that were affecting children, hunger, children being separated from their parents, world peace issues, and things like whales getting beached. Those were the current events and global events that I was privy to at that age. And they really burdened me. And I remember I would cry a lot about those those heavy weights and kind of vowed to myself to gather all the children and create safety where there wasn't and solidarity for strength in our numbers and my mom made space for that she would hold me and you know i would cry sometimes and just lament you know the happenings around the world it's interesting i have that your question brought me to that place. So I guess what what I'm seeing from that memory right now is that the world wasn't quite flat for me and yet it didn't make sense. But there was still room for it in its chaotic disharmonious dissonance, you know? And I took up the charge then to be part of gathering souls (laughs) and and it's funny because that is what i'm very much you know driven by today is gathering those who are ready and i wanted to say the word purifying but really cleaning them off this seems to be a recurring theme in my in my energy work and in my psychic healing work i i am presented often with souls who need revamping dusting off revitalizing cleaning unburdening like it's yeah it's a it's a recurring theme so um, it's interesting that that your question prompted that memory
0: I really really relate to that like I remember watching world vision commercials or I can't remember, there was like another one, like Christian Children's Fund or something. Mm. You know, they were like the infomercials and just being really young and being heartbroken at the scenes of other kids suffering. I think it's so interesting that you, yeah, that that's what came up for you and sort of the connection was drawn to realizing that ultimately you're fulfilling that now, that sort of that little vow in your little, young heart of wanting to collect the children and and create a safe place for them. And exactly now you are, you are summoning, you are recruiting souls. They're now, they're children who have grown up, but who need to be seen and need to have their, their gifts be recognized and activated. And you're a very, very powerful activator. You activated me when we first met.
1: Wow. Mm, That's so beautiful. Well, it was a mutual co-activation. I'll tell you what. (laughs) It's amazing how the chemistry between us just like sparked right away. We met in an audio-based mastermind that was just using a private communication walkie-talkie app. So no faces, you know, no idea where in the world we were. And I heard your voice and Started to listen to your your whatever you were talking about in the moment, but it was absolutely like a violin playing to my violin. You know, it was just instant harmony, and um, I needed to know who you were. And then your story started to unfold over the days, and I realized we had medicine in common. You serving as a midwife, me as a medical doctor, and that we both left the mainstream of the medical realm. And yeah, it was just really fun. (laughs) Everything that I learned about you was just like, oh, well, we should know each other. Oh, well, we should we should be friends. No brainer. Yes. So (laughs) it totally just catapulted itself. It was so amazing.
0: Yeah. And then what it ultimately led to is the, the realization that we've shared past lives together and we've been doing this work for (laughs) many lifetimes and that this is really the culmination of lifetimes worth of work together and it really it really was like that it was like oh we met and we just we were like sisters right away
1: zing yeah one when when I heard that we had lived past lifetimes together and that we had been sisters for many of those and that we were effectively extraterrestrials together on our spaceships are in our homes, you know, looking upon earth and saying, well, I'm not going down there unless you go down there. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, what? <laughs> and having different intuitives, different readers report that was just the validation I needed. It was, it was a really cool story when I first heard it. But then, I mean, we've had at least three, maybe four recurrences of that storyline to, told to us from different practitioners. And so I'm just like, but this is, this couldn't be better. How did we, how did we do this? I mean, it's just magic because we've never met in person. You're in Canada. I'm in the Northwestern corner of the United States. And here we are, like we've co-authored a book. We've started just collaborating in the most intimate of ways, you know, (laughs) it's, it's just beautiful. It's, it's a, it's a dream. It's an absolute dream defying all logic. You know, it's just, Fantastic.
0: It is beautiful. And I think to myself that like really that was why I was called to join that mastermind. <laughs> you know, like I thought I was called to join it for the reasons that was presented, but mm. actually it was to meet mm. you. Mm. And mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> it's just so funny. It's funny the way that we're the life works and what happens when you say yes to opportunities and say yes to yourself, especially when those, you know, those yeses feel illogical and your logical brain is telling you that, you know, yeah, you shouldn't do this. You should save the money. You don't have the time, blah, blah, blah. Those are my limiting things Uh um, for that particular, but I just felt like I needed to do it and look at what, (laughs) look at what it has yielded. But I never would have known in a million years, like our human mind wants to know
1: Uh But
0: our human mind is not all that smart.
1: (laughs) And you know what? It would take the fun out of it, wouldn't it? I mean, because (laughs) I didn't join that mastermind to meet my soulmate, sister, colleague, right? I did not. I joined it for very specific reasons that were mastermind related and was immediately, you know, not getting what I was dreaming to get, but then set the intention, okay, okay. There are so many other things that I can get that can come of this. I can make friends. I can, you know, I can, I can meet clients. I can learn things about my business. I can learn new ways of doing things. You know, it's just such a circuitous route to getting the things that I do want. And it always is. I think it's just so fun this way. Like life would be so dull if we set an intention and then we just got to beeline it to that end point. Right. Right. Like if I
0: was like, you know what, I'm going to join this mastermind because I'm going to meet my soulmate sister there. And I know like, it's it's the element of surprise, right? It's that feeling that we both have right now of like, wow, right. We met a yeah. year and a half ago and
1: <laughs> <laughs> unreal happened? <laughs> unreal. Unreal. Even saying that is just like, what? <laughs> it's so wild. It's so so wild. I'd love to
0: hear more about, or just talk a little bit about both of our respective backgrounds. Because I know for me, like, I don't... I don't often meet people who used to be in the allopathic healthcare world and who like just felt they needed to leave it because there's something more. Most people who get into that field, like they get in there and they dig in and they stay. Most Mm -hmm. people, not everyone certainly, Mm -hmm. but Mm -hmm. because it's such a, it's such a time consuming, um, very like energy, money consuming. Absolutely. It's a huge investment. yeah. And there's so much prestige to it. Right. And it's kind of like you, you decide to most people decide to go all in and mm, they shut everything leave.
1: out. Yeah. Because the degree of security that you are promised or, you know, even given in air quotes, once you commit to that level is, is a trap it's trapping, it's catchy. It's um, you know,
0: yeah. so that's
1: why I think most people don't leave. It's something like 2% or 0.2%. I don't remember. I used to know the stats really well. People actually leave the medical track. I think it, yeah, it's 2 or 0.2. It's something absurdly low. But, you know, I'll tell you what. Even as you and I, Amy, come at our spiritual practice and our craft so very differently, like we're almost diametrically opposed, right? Um, for each of us, the, the reason we couldn't stay in medicine, I would believe, is the same. We we're so much bigger and broad reaching than the confines of the medical paradigm. We understand pathology and the underpinnings and the co-associations, you know, and the, the routes or the methods or the multitude of methods in going from sickness to wellness that we can't limit ourselves to the tasks and the, and the narrow-mindedness of medicine and medical thinking. It's like, and I've said this a million times, it's like being asked to build a house with wooden spoons. You know, it's just, w- what? why would I, when I have all of these other tools that I can see and utilize, why would I, you know? So for me, it was a no-brainer. That said, A, the trappings of financial success, social success, ego identity success, right? Those are, those are catchy and you have to wiggle your way out of those trappings in order to really, truly liberate yourself from that mainstream work ethic, I'm going to say. And that was a process. That was like a three-year process for me. I absolutely felt like I was escaping the draft when I left residency And yet it took me three years to really shake it off of me, to shake the fear that life circumstances were going to drive me or funnel me back into residency and living that slog life. I truly felt like my soul was dying while practicing medicine. I abhor hospitals and I never use that word, (laughs) the smell alone, you know, and, and just, so for me, this was not a match, not a match, not a match, not a match. And yet. I completed my my task of getting my MD and my medical degree um, because I'm not a quitter, because I set out to accomplish this thing. And I had set out to accomplish this thing in high school. So I knew I was pre-med, medically bound. I had chose the allopathic route over the naturopathic route, over the osteopathic route, even though those two appealed to me a great, great deal. Because by then I had already come to really value and understand naturopathy and homeopathy and self-care in medicine and just plants in medicine and just the the beautiful bounty of nature and earth. Um, I am certainly hands down an earth shaman by nature, and um, you know I think that is where you and I beautifully complement each other. You are a cosmic priestess, and you derive your information from the ethers, you know, pulling them down as a medium, as a channel, as a clairvoyant. And for me, often my information comes in a tactile way. When I'm attuning to a person or a system, I feel it in my in my physical form. In fact, just last night I was listening, and please interrupt me if I'm just yammering on too long. I was watching a video of a famous human rights activist for the very first time. I've never seen him in motion. I've never heard his voice. And he has this severely debilitated speech that is halting and harsh and strained. And any of us who are empaths, and I'm sure most of your audience is, has had an experience of (laughs) feeling the like struggle as you observe someone struggling, right? So uh, in addition to that, <laughs> I was deeply curious with my medical mind, with my intuitive healership mind, what is behind this person's pathology? What is his pathology? What's his diagnosis and what got him here? Like, how did he develop this severe, you could call it a speech impediment, but it's really deeply pathological, I could just tell. And I was just kind of letting my mind wander about it and then I let it go and then continued to listen to the content of the video and then for some reason or another, I had to pause it a few minutes down the road. And when I paused it, I, w- you know, I went off to do something and I <laughs> caught myself like, <gasps> I felt this immense discomfort in my chest, in my throat, in my esophagus. And I was really taken by it. I was like, what is happening to my body? Did I, what, what, what just happened? And it clicked right away. Oh my gosh. I just merged my field with his. I just, and that's one way to say it, I could say, I just allowed my frequency to alter itself to match his. Just in being deeply curious and uh, allowing myself to be swept away by that um, in a way that was, you know, me being caught off guard effectively, me not being in my, um, my center, me not being grounded, not maintaining my my stance, which is a very important tenant in healership. And I believe that everyone who was an empath has experienced this in one way or another, where you are effectively swept away or caught up by a scene or something outside of yourself. That happened to me. And you know, that doesn't happen to me because I am on my game usually, but this was a case of just being absent-minded and having my frequency completely shift to match that which what that which I was observing. And holy moly, (laughs) holy moly, I, I, I did know his pathology and I kind of sat with that and was enjoying it for a moment. It was like, holy crap, like, okay, now I know what's going on. There's fibrosis in the throat, like scarring on top of scarring on top of scarring. And I could see that anger was the medium, so to speak, on which he was, you know, pontificating and expressing a lot of the time, even if it's just in his writing and in his typing, not necessarily in his speech. And I could feel just the stopgap, if that's even a word. I don't know what the word is, but like the dam building, right? And and what was on the other side of that was going to be a huge release of sadness to make way for the healing. And I could feel just where in the system this was building up. And you know, there was reflux and there was, you know, damage. Anyway, it was just fascinating to be in that moment and that space. And there were, there were several lessons in that. In addition to, you know, hey, keep your bearings. <laughs> Hands down, like, you know, tenant number one of being a healer, right? Don't lose yourself. And just a, a tiny, tiny side note, you know, it's no wonder that many, many, many doctors, this doesn't make the textbooks, but it's true, acquire, I love that word right now, the diseases that they are specializing in because they're sitting in those frequencies all day it's no wonder right
0: totally there and not only are they sitting in those frequencies all day but there is absolutely no space created within the medical profession to then reflect on it right and like move that frequency through because just like you did like you can you can attune to that frequency and then you can the next step is to be like, what is this? And then let the message come and then like allow mm. it to allow the message to deliver what it needs to deliver. And then you're able to let that frequency go because you received mm. the information you needed. But in yes. like, for a doctor, there's just no such thing. Like they, I don't ever, you know, I did not enjoy the, the allopathic healthcare system at all, but I don't hate on the people who work within it. Um, it's just, it's such a, it's such a difficult and dysfunctional system, but doctors are so busy. It's insane. Like there's no space for them to observe. What am I feeling in my body right now? Oh, is it mine? (laughs) Is it somebody else's? Am I receiving information about either the patient I am with or the patient I saw, you know, two hours ago. Like there's just, there's nothing within the system to allow for that. So Mm. you're right. There's no surprise. It's not surprising at all that they, that they acquire the diseases that they specialize in or the pathologies that they specialize in. It's not surprising Mm. at all. And I want to say too, that you just gave the most beautifully articulated example of clairsentience. So beautiful listeners, if you are wondering what your psychic gift is, and you are like, I'm not psychic because I don't really visualize or I don't hear anything. Just know that it's, it's always that subtle, right? Like Amron could have just felt like she had something weird in her chest and her throat and just, you know, dismissed it. Like just been like, Oh, I'm coming down with something, and and just mm-hmm. like let it go but instead she was curious about it and she just has cultivated an openness and a belief that that this is this is information it's giving it's mm. it's it's abstract information that's resonating through her body her body's like a a tuning fork that is now vibrating at the frequency of that information and mm. she's receiving it through her physical body and understanding it through her mental body so mm. and that's just one example of what it means to be clairsentient to receive information through the tuning fork of your physical body and you can either decode it through being an empath it's like if you're a really strong empath and you have really strong awareness of your own emotions then you might decode it that way or you might receive a vision that helps you decode it or you might hear a word that helps you decode it, or a series of words, a sentence, or a song, or you might just have a knowing that helps you to decode it. But anyway, I, th- I just thought that was so beautiful. And you're my favorite example to use of clairsentience. <laughs> I use you oh, wow. as a example often.
1: <laughs> wow, that was a beautiful description, explanation, guidance that you just gave. So, like, hands down, like, that was beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I I observed it a different way as you were describing that. So it's super cool to hear you assess and um, describe these things because I don't see it the way you see it until you say it. and I'm like,, oh, that is that is kind of the mechanics of what's going on. Thank you. I love that. <laughs> I love that so much, and that's really reinforcing for for us as we are developing our craft. Um, you know, especially as I was starting to, claim that that I have capabilities you know because I exactly as you said I you know a lot of us who are not clairvoyant outright question whether it's real what it is that we do do have you know what I mean and so especially in the beginning for me as I was beginning to claim the reality the realness the legitimacy of it and start to increase my sensitivity to it um, your words would have been so, so valuable. And having other people you know, kind of uh, recognize and reflect what they perceived was going on within me was just so, so deeply reinforcing and, and empowering. It was, it was beautiful.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody's so differently flavored. Yeah, it's it's just, I think it's one of my favorite things ever is to be able to sort of yeah. see and articulate people's different psychic giftings because they're usually like, oh, Right, oh that,
1: <laughs> oh that, oh that old hat. What? Yeah, What's that old thing that I left on my left elbow. Whatever, no, no big deal. And you're like, no, it is a big deal. This is this is your special leopard spot. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>, exactly. <laughs> uh, Amy, let's just side note and say, this is why, this is the this is one of the tremendous uh, secret powers you have that is just so amazing, is helping the rising whatever you want to call it, the rising human, the rising divine, multi-dimensional, multifaceted human recognize their giftings and their propensities and their technologies and their capabilities. I mean that is your specialty. And that is why I am that is one of the reasons I am so um, just over the moon excited about working with you about, because your mission intertwines with mine so powerfully it's it's and we'll talk about it i mean i'm glad we're doing this this mentorship and this mastermind together it's going to provide greater <sighs> greater reach broader reach you know like we all have a mission right and what do we want i don't know i don't know i guess i can't speak for everybody's mission but i can certainly speak for my own for me it's a numbers game how many lids can i flip how many how many Priestesses, can I raise up? How many human beings can I elevate and support and shepherd through into their own recognition of their special capabilities, their propensities, so that we can all link arms and be that much stronger, that much more enhanced and reinforced in our capabilities, that much more attuned to these higher insights that are our birthright to have access to? We've just numbed them down and muted them out and like dulled our sensitivity but we've got to bring that back and that's my mission right now and it's it's not about anything but the numbers for me i want to create a wave which is many 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 molecules of water not just a few to create this high degree of impact in this in this world at this time so side note <laughs> i'm really excited about what you do though it just never ceases to like, you know, turn me on and turn me up. So I'm delighted that we get to do this together.
0: Me too. And I, and thank you for that reflection. It's always, I don't know, it just, it lands. I I need to hear that kind of stuff as much as anybody else does, which I guess, which is a good thing to highlight too for Anybody who's listening and really feeling alone in this, or, you know, like, Mm. like you're like, you're the one person who is sparkly and awakened and you're surrounded by a community, Mm. a family, friends of people who who seem to think that you're crazy
1: Mm. Um, or who are just doing it a different way. Even if they aren't putting you down and seeing you as crazy, they're just, they're all flowing or marching to a different rhythm.
0: Yes. Yeah. That's a beautiful way of putting it. If you feel alone, like just know that it's not like you get to some magical place where you're just a hundred percent confident and you fully see your own magic all the time. Mm. It, it really is about creating community. Mm. Yeah. It's about Absolutely. community and, and choosing yourself, participating in community because We reinforce each other, and lately I've been thinking about and having conversations with people about the impact that one person has when they choose to be in their power. So, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so some of the people that I've been working with are on this really accelerated path of awakening, and like so, it's like night and day, like the the (laughs) light switch flipped on and it's on and it's more and more on every day. And I think about how, what was the essential ingredient that they brought was their willingness to go with it. Mm. But now they are witnessing the awakening of their previously asleep husband or their previously Mm. asleep children. They are having friends reach out to them and be like, you know, I had this weird dream, you're probably going to think I'm crazy. And then, and then they're like, oh, no. <laughs> Definitely. This is yeah. crazy to me. But we we influence other people, too. Like, it's it's exponential. Absolutely. So this, Absolutely. Big, this big wave you're talking about turns into more waves and more waves and more waves.
1: Mm-hmm. And I want to go back to what you said about the power of one and the the power of many. This is, this is key right now. This is key right now in this time in history. We are, and I'm speaking to your audience in particular here, we are the oddballs in our family for a reason. Um, We are few and far between for a reason. And I don't know what that is, and it doesn't matter, but it's, it's our, we are here with purpose. We are here to perform a role within our our networks. And as you describe, you know, the development of any one of us and our willingness to go with it, as you say, that gets enhanced by being reinforced. That is why you and I, Amy, have linked arms, not only to reinforce each other, but to reinforce every other, right? That is why you have a podcast. That is where... There is so much power in the gathering together. There is so much more than the sum of our individual you know, parts, right? When we gather together, there's so much momentum developed. This is why mystery schools were created, right? To pluck out people with certain propensities and to gather them together in an advanced school of this niche, right? Of this nichified craft, right? Or arts or whatever. And we've lost that. And it is very, very important in my view that we bring that back because it does enhance and greatly, greatly accelerate our development to have each other reflecting, witnessing, reinforcing for ourselves who we are and what we bring to the table. And it's a great place for us in a protected environment to, because we're not the only person walking to a different rhythm, right? To accelerate our our growth and our development. Right, so I'm just saying this because um, at this time in history, really, like I can't state this eloquently because I haven't practiced it. But your value, and I'm speaking to every one of your audience members because they they are all here because they're drawn to you, they're drawn to what you bring, they're drawn to this material, they're wanting to develop their own crafts even further. At this time, we are needed more than ever before. I would venture to say in our lifetime and in our parents' lifetime and in our grandparents' lifetime. So, within that span of 100 years, 150 years, we are needed now with our distinct propensities, capabilities, you know, strange knacks for things. We are bringing a new, distinct toolkit to the table, and we need to get on our game and develop this material. And obviously I'm saying this, including myself, like I'm being called every day now, guys, like it's it's every single day now to step up my game, to get my wits about myself even more, to take a courageous step forward even more, to say things, to, to support others, to do what it is I'm here to do even more. And so with that, I really do want to say this mentorship and mastermind that Amy and I have put together is, is the bee's knees. It is where it's at. I got to just say that. And it's, and it's what I would have wanted, you know, 14 years ago, so to speak. Right. Mm -hmm. It would, it is exactly what I believe um, to be the mystery school, the modern day mystery school of today. This is what we need to Enhance and accelerate our development in the most pure, the most individualized, unique to self, authentic sort of a way. So, what that is, and I'm just going to jump into it, is that we are gathering individuals who are ready, ready to step in even more, who are already stepped in fully and just want to be in like company to share in this unique. I'd, I'd say stance that we all that we all that we all carry right, where we are the bridge between Earth, the motherboard Earth, and the cosmos, and to whatever degree your special niche allows you to derive information, let's enhance that and 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 fluff it up and get it ready to to serve. And for some of us, that'll be serving in a really public way. And for some of us, that'll be serving in a really quiet, covert kind of a way. It doesn't matter. We're all here to perform our roles, but let's get on it. That's what this is about for us. So that's it.
0: Yeah, (laughs) I was just thinking like mystery school. Like I'm rolling that around in my mind as you're talking like mystery school. That sounds so delicious. And that's not technically what we called it. But it really, I really realized like, oh, that is really what we we've created. It's, it's just like a, a place as it were, but it's more, it's not a non local place, but like a, a, a space a container to come and learn about the mysteries of the universe and the mysteries of life, but most importantly, the mystery of you. And I just love that. And I, like, I agree. This is, I remember, being, <laughs> oh, I graduated from high school and I did not want to go to university at all. But my mom was like, well, you have to, cause that's what people do. And I was like, no, and, <laughs> but I did want to keep learning. I didn't want to it stagnate. It's just, I didn't want any of the careers that, you know, I could foresee through any of the programs. And this is what I was craving. It was like a, like, It's not really a Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry, but I think that's the same thing that <laughs> appealed to so many people, right? It was like knowing that we are magic, but not remembering how to do it. Mm. Yes. If only yes. there was a place to go to have it activated and to learn mm-hmm. how to cultivate it. And, and that's really what you and I are interested in. Mm-hmm. But like you said, from two different angles, where I, I kind of come from the, the soul star, the high, like the upper chakras, and you come from the earth star and the lower chakras, and we meet in the middle at the heart mm-hmm. chakra. And, and mm-hmm. in, in that way, all of the energy centers and all of their beautiful, the wellspring of mystery that they each are get covered
1: hmm. It would be fun. I wish I could come up with a question to ask you right now to, to get you to, to pull it out of you. But um, to take the same case study and see how we how we work it, you know, just for fun. Mm-hmm. I, I don't have anyone to think about right now. But um, I had a situation the other night, a <sighs> I'll only be able to speak from my part. That's what I'm going to try and do now. Um, I met a woman who was possibly going to join the, the, um, mastermind. And she was telling me about herself and her life. And she just casually mentioned that, you know, she has a, an uncanny kind of special kind of relationship with her mom. And I said, Oh, wow, tell me more. And, you know, she just shared some things about the mother daughter connection that they have. And I could not control myself. I had this like, Distinct, like deep desire to to un to know this mother. Who is this woman? Who is she? Uh, Do you think she'd want to maybe join you for this experience of the mastermind? You know, I don't even know why, but I took such a deep interest in this woman's mother and didn't get any details about her personally or anything like that. And then the conversation ended that evening, or maybe the next evening. I was in deep meditation. with plant allies and um, was in a, and I hope I hope you can hear me okay. My, my children are totally goofing off downstairs in the background. I um, hope they're not creating too much noise. Just let me know if they are. And this woman's mother presented herself to me. And this happens sometimes where people I don't know will present themselves to me and people I do know. And sometimes even celebrity figures will you know cross my field and present themselves to me and um i decided to um reach out to this woman who i had just spoken with and just i just sent her a text message hey uh your mom her 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 energy is just her spirit has just entered my field And I'm seeing very clearly how I could support her. Would she like a session? So I did. She wrote me back right away. She would love a session. And, you know, we were actually going to have a phone call, but I was, I just got right back into deep meditation and missed the call. My phone was on. Do not disturb. Long story short, (laughs) when I saw the missed texts, I, I knew that I had permission granted and I immediately, and this took all of 10 minutes, Amy, I immediately saw very vividly what was plaguing this woman? And I don't use that word lightly. This was, this was a situation of deep restraint. She, it was, I saw visually like she was covered in this mucus like material, very much like what you'd see in the original, like Sigourney Weaver aliens movie, like that really thick, you know, saliva, like mucus that was coming out of the aliens (laughs) and like coating the humans. Right. And like preventing them from moving. Um, Fully, I just saw this play out and this is what she was presenting with and I could see how it was impacting her psychology. I was seeing how it was impacting her, her, um, her waking mind, her sense of faith and um, connection with her higher guidance, her clarity, her clear audience. I could just, I got all of these signals about her situation without speaking with this woman and I even knew what would happen in a phone call. I knew that it would be a conversation. I could tell her blocks. I could tell how she, that she would be vouching for herself, her need for this, like having to work through her sense of worthiness or worth to even receive this kind of a thing. It was just really fascinating to have that whole purview in just a glimpse, you know? And so I immediately just... What do you want to call it? Dissolved away that material, cleaned her up, and I could see the battered and trodden spirit of a woman, frail, you know, emaciated, um, hungry, tired, just absolutely exhausted, bruised. After, like this is what was left, and I could see what she would need for care going forward. It was really fascinating. It was just really fast and quick and I didn't know her and it was a full-on, you know, just session because I had gotten permission and all that good stuff, but that's how it works for me, right? That's, that's one version of how it works for me. And I think it's nice to know that. And I'm sharing this with the audience for people who are like me, who feel like they hover in the lower three chakras, so to speak, or maybe they are clairsentient or maybe more connected to physical sensations as their um, feedback or their messaging versus getting information in a, you know, um, mediumship channeling kind of form primarily. Now that said, I absolutely have oracular capabilities and I absolutely was seeing a vision of this woman. So that's clairvoyance to itself, right? Or within itself. So they're all intermixed. I don't have a a simple answer at all. I I don't understand this. I only see it from my tiny vantage point, but I wanted to share that in case that, you know, is enlightening for anybody.
0: Yeah. And what it makes me think of is like, just how none of the, none of the clairs are actually clear cut delineations. Mm -hmm. They're just ways of describing some of the pathways for what is essentially Non physically expressed information to make itself known to you and and that usually everybody has a combination of all of them, maybe they have some missing like Claire audience is my least developed one, Um, but lately I've been hearing things on the edge of my hearing but it's not, it's not reliable. That's not where I get the majority of my information from, but we, I think we all have a mix of all of them. Mm -hmm. And also that the, it's interesting because I imagine if like three years ago, I imagine three years ago, you would not have been able to receive and decode that information, not because Mm -hmm. it wasn't available to you but just because it's like you have to step on the path of believing in yourself mm. you have to mm. there's no other way nobody else can believe in you for you you mm. have to do it yourself and what it looks like to me as an analogy is like you know at airports those like fast track paths
1: <laughs> yeah like the moving walkway
0: yeah, the moving walkways. So you step onto the path of believing yourself and it's like a moving mm. walkway and it goes faster and faster and faster mm. the longer you stay on it and and more information comes through to you through more different sort of languages. It's like you, mm. you, you give your own psyche the feedback that it's safe to receive this information, mm. that there's time and space to decode it and that you're not going to die by entertaining it. Because for many of us, we've had past lives where we have died for the, you know, the, the sin mm-hmm. air quotes of entertaining our psychic giftings. And so it, it really is a process of unfolding. And I keep coming back to this because I just remember so clearly in myself that, I don't know, when I was in my twenties, like just kind of had this attitude of like wanting to stamp my foot and be like, just be psychic and and like a little bit of like a sullen kind of pouty energy of you know like w- like I wish I was psychic. Why can't I be psychic? And I didn't understand that all I had to do was step onto the path of allowing it to bloom for me, and then just be patient and allowing it mm. to unfold. And that there's really nothing else required but allowing the space for it and allowing the time for mm.
1: it. That's so beautiful. I would agree with everything you've said. And I would also say, it's no wonder that we doubt ourselves. It's no wonder that we are halting in our, you know, build of our momentum on this moving walkway, right? It's no wonder. I mean, we've been taught in all of our institutions to downplay our imagination, to reject you know our imagination which is all that we have vocabulary wise even like what 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 a tragedy that is right that we don't even have a word beyond imagination for what it is that we see in our minds eye or hear in our clear audience like that's the word we have for it and then we are taught to reject that right at a young young age we're taught to not see what we see or to reject talking to ourselves right that's that's considered insane right like all these natural innate self-procuring tendencies that we are born with we're 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 taught they're they're just like banged out of us you know what i mean
0: yeah it's it's gaslighting in my opinion wow
1: yeah it is it absolutely is so it's it's like dismembering us and fragmenting our our intactness really so we have an opportunity to bring that back and it's no wonder that you know (laughs) That the, that the one oddball in this one capacity, right? Like I'm speaking for myself. I'm definitely the oddball in my community and my family and my, my micro village gets plucked and taken to a mystery school. Like really, like, you know, if someone had a priesthood propensity, they'd be plucked and taken to seminary, right? Like it makes sense. You go and I've got an engineer kid who loves to build. He needs to be plucked and taken to, you know, school for architects, right? Like it makes sense, but this particular propensity hasn't been nurtured. And so we need to create gatherings and safe spaces for cultivation of these abilities.
0: We do. And I'm just thinking, as you say that, I'm like, you're so right. Like my oldest son is such a gifted musician and he's very artistic. And so it just makes sense for him to be able to focus his learning energy in that direction. and. That was really, that was really what I wanted when I was younger. That's what I was looking for. And I, again, that's why I think that the idea of a Hogwarts school of witchcraft and wizardry, just the idea of it, even though it's like a, um, you know, like a a fiction, fictionalized, it's not really a mystery school. It's a magic school, but it's, it's (laughs) like for everybody that has that propensity and feeling like, but there's nowhere for me to go. Mm-hmm. And so after I finish high school, if I finish high school, if I want to keep learning in a, in a communal environment, I have to pick something that is like, the it's a mismatch, but it's the closest semblance. It, it depends on who you are, right? Like I went to art school because it was the closest semblance. It allowed me to explore my imagination and I'm like endlessly thankful for that opportunity.
1: but you then also, you merge that midwifery with yeah, that, right? Which right. is the perfect blend, really, if you're trying to
0: hybridize it. It was. It actually, both of those really, really, really helped me to cultivate my um, psychic abilities, definitely. But like, what if somebody chooses to go, Like, my, my parents were both teachers and they really, especially my mom, kind of wanted me to become a teacher because my mom just really wanted me to be okay. That was it. She knew I was a weirdo and that (laughs) she, you know, she just couldn't really see my future and that stressed her out a lot um, because it didn't match Mm -hmm. anything that she had a context for.
1: Mm -hmm. So she she just wanted wanted security.
0: Yes. She just wants it. She's a Taurus. Just like, she just wanted me to have security in life. And she really wanted me to follow in her footsteps because she had, you know, context for that. And she wanted me to be a teacher. And I think like, Oh my God, if I had, allowed myself to go down that path I might not even be alive honestly I'm not and I don't mean that dramatically like I would have ended my own life but just like I have such a sensitive body such a sensitive system like my whole being might have just been like nope Mm
1: -hmm.
0: (laughs) like this well
1: me (laughs) you know to be dramatic and really literal I absolutely considered what if I get hit by a bus as my way As my exit strategy for leaving the medical track. I was that desperate to get out, Amy. I absolutely entertained that thought as my legitimate exit strategy because there was so much pressure on me to stay. Mm -hmm. How could you? How could you throw it all away? Right. Yeah. So when I got to that point, I was like, oh, suicidal ideation. I mean, not quite once removed, but still like that caught my attention. And I was like, oh, okay. Now you need to just give yourself permission to leave now you do. So I think my answer to you is your soul would not have liked it. <laughs> had you gone down such a path that was so distasteful, you wouldn't have lasted, you know, you would have rejected it. You have to, or you would wither away. Absolutely. Like that's just what happens, right? <laughs> this is just what happens to all of us. I mean, how many of us have had that experience where we absolutely loathe going to work, right? Right it's not the right line of work for us. We just need to give ourselves permission for that sooner. And again, like (laughs) this is where if we weren't the oddball in our family, we would have gotten that permission. Or if society hadn't, you know, dismembered us so thoroughly as a society, then we would give ourselves permission. You know, we would be, we would be as parents attuning to the natural innate capabilities of our child. And then you know, push them in that direction. And some cultures still do. So I shouldn't be shitting on everybody, but
0: right. uh, we we're, really don't we're, do really, it here. we're really talking about the Western culture because that's what yeah. yeah. we know, right? That's the only one yeah. we can definitely talk about. But yeah, well, then I'm just thinking like, but if there had been a mystery school, can you imagine, I'm just thinking right now about like how many brilliant people yeah, it's just, it's a beautiful thought for me to to think about, like, if we lived in a society where there is somewhere to go and learn within a community about how, how we work, how our own magic works. And when I say magic, I mean, everybody, you've been listening to me for episodes probably, so you know that I mean it. I mean it seriously. I mean magic. I don't mean mm-hmm. having a wand and you turn <laughs> a rat into a crystal goblet, <laughs> but I mean yeah. we are we are capable of magic and mm-hmm. you know if if everybody who is naturally interested in that had somewhere to go to learn about mm-hmm. it yeah wow what a world anyway so that's what we're a- creating <laughs> <laughs> I love you so much
1: oh Yeah, it's good stuff. It's really good stuff.
0: It's so exciting. So is there anything else that you want to talk about before I let you go back to your day? Is there, because I mean, we got off, I knew we'd have a great conversation because hello, it's us, but
1: (laughs) I love you so much. Well, I would love to have another conversation because I feel like, we talked about one or two topics and that was awesome. I certainly had more things I would love to chat with you about in the future, but I think just to cap it nicely here, it would be just to lovingly, urgently remind everyone to really stay on your game. You know, in the going back to my original story of just getting swept up or carried away by someone else on the wings of curiosity, really. It was just innocent curiosity, like deep wondering, right, about what was this man's backstory about his pathology. But recognizing that as just one tiny, you know, example of how we can get sideswiped, so to speak, energetically. and I, And I want to really point to what's happening right now in the world on a couple of levels. So A, that whole phenomenon of medical professionals acquiring the illnesses or the frequencies of the illnesses that they're sitting in every day, right? That's a thing. Let's pan that out to this, you know, what do we want to call it? Health crisis that we seem to be in right now. There's legitimacy to that phenomenon here. And in other ailments that would, you know, befall the community every year, like we get an annual flu or a common cold, right? Simply being in the presence of someone with a, a cold does not mean that you get a cold. And that's totally negating, you know, germ theory, which we were all taught, right? There's a bioresonance that's taking place. Let's consider that. Let's, let's notice that. That's all. I'm just inviting you all to notice that, you know, am I a vibrational match to this? or not, that's what I wanna bring up. And then with regard to being caught off guard or sideswiped or whatever, hijacked is a good word, let's notice where we're getting subliminal or peripherally originating messages, You know, like visual billboards is a great example, right? They're in your peripheral vision as you're driving down the highway and they're giving you a message in an image more often than not, right? Also in terms of watching anything on a screen, There are these micro flashes of light that happen that um, are feeding us information. It's all information. That's what I want to say. It's all information. So let's be sure to expose ourselves, our eyes, our ears, our senses, our physical bodies to neutral or benign or even nourishing media. And by that, I'm literally meaning naturescapes, nature, not on a screen, not projected, no virtual reality here at all. I'm talking in real life, looking at a tree, looking at a bush, looking at the ground, even connecting physically, if you can, with the ground. But that is feeding us. It is neutralizing. This is my theory. I'm not claiming to have read this anywhere. This is just what I feel here. It's neutralizing and washing away deleterious impacts that are nicking away at us over the course of our day online or, you know, in the media. So cleanse out some of the artificial inputs with purely natural inputs. And I think that's it. That's all I want to say.
0: I cannot possibly agree more with that. I've noticed that myself over the last two years, especially, I don't know why, like I've always, always been a nature girl. I love being out in nature, but really, really last summer, I started to notice like the patterns in nature and how they are rewiring my visual cortex. Mm. And I'm
1: mm,
0: is a visual cortex a thing? It sounded like yeah, a thing. It, right is. it. it yeah. is.
1: It's a part of the brain. That's yeah. so awesome. Okay,
0: great. I just couldn't remember all of a sudden. I was like, did I just make that up? Anyway, there's rewiring like just certain plants growing on the ground or the way that, you know, the like needles come out of a, a white pine, for example, or the texture of the bark was rewiring my visual cortex. And then I also noticed when I would go for a walk, there's a, a place in my city where there's a river that rushes through rapids Mm -hmm. and there's a bridge over top of it and it just to go stand there and listen to the rushing the fast loud rushing water I was like oh I actually feel garbage being neutralized out of my brain whoa this sound like I can I could just feel it cleansing and clarifying and then never mind the beautiful aerosols and you know the the actual like the the textures, like interacting touch-wise and taste-wise with nature. I absolutely agree with you. Like when the more that we go and interact with the actual natural world, the more that we sort of like ground ourselves and neutralize the artificial shit that we're getting, having pumped into us from all
1: directions. Mm -hmm. Powerful. Oh my gosh. I love that you shared that. Thank you so much. So much.
0: <laughs> let's tell everybody all about what it is, because we've been talking about what we're creating in this this mystery school, mm. which that's not really what it's called. But it's essentially what it is. Yeah, let's let's tell everybody about it.
1: Do you want to? Okay, start? good. Sure, I'll start. So it's a two part thing. There's a mastermind component, and the mastermind is a group experience. And then there's a mentorship, and it's a two on one mentorship. Me and Amy on you. It's pretty awesome in that regard. Um, So with the mastermind, this is going to be a a semi-structured curriculum that we uh, run over 12 months. So we are walking each other through 2022. I think this is going to be a really big year for a lot of us. I think it's going to be a really special year for the collective. And as such, I really think that this mystery school experience i love this is going to play is going to serve us well in in two ways one is it's going to shepherd us through as experiencers you know feelers as we're walking on the ground living the day-to-day realities of life and you know whatever's playing out in the greater narrative right how are we reckoning with that? How are we managing our energy? How are we taking care of ourselves as we, you know, butt up against all of the things that life is throwing at us right now? You know, for example, just side note here, my partner and I see this pandemic completely differently. So that's a challenge that's in my face every so often. How do I deal with that? I come to you, Amy, I go to my mentor, I, you know, I talk with people about it and I, and I clean up my energy and get to come to terms with what's really important. Right. So that's one, one aspect of this. And then the other is we are also observers. Not everybody is observing the collective, but you and we are like the people in your audience in this audience right now, we are by nature of, you know, who we are, We are also observing the collective. We are on a perch observing and, you know, scratching our head half the time and understanding other parts of the time and knowing how, you know, just really having compassion, et cetera, et cetera. We're going through the wave of emotions as we observe what's unfolding here. And so this mastermind is absolutely attending to that as well. And I think that's really a critical piece that we don't get in our day-to-day lives. As the unicorns in our villages, right? We don't have another unicorn to chat with and really share freely. Like, what the frick are we looking at right now? You know what I mean? I think that's gonna be really, really, really powerful. (laughs) Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, it's completely changed my life to to now have people to talk to in that capacity, to be like, hey, fellow unicorn, do you see this? Yeah, I see this.
1: Let's talk about it. Right? Because we're seeing things that not everybody else is seeing. Yes. So then another thing is we, and I'm really speaking to the audience here, like we are healers, even if we're not physically hands-on healers or medical professional healers, we are here with frequencies for the planet at this time. We are here with new knowledge. That's a form of healing. We're here to salve and support, maybe to purify and cleanse. Whatever our role is, we are in our healership, and we really, truly want to develop and support you in being your fullest, most accentuated version of that that you can be, and so that's where both the mastermind, being witnessed in a group, and the and the and the uh, mentorship, really play in. So I'm going to tell you the the mentorship is private sessions with me every month, private sessions with Amy every month deep dive um, journeys through your Akasha with me and Amy, that's a big deal. We will do that twice over the course of the year. And you can, of course, buy yourself another one if you'd like. You will have abundant access to us for energetic support, for advising, for energetic cleanup, for remote sessions. And I think that's really beautiful. And I'm super excited to support um, at this high touch level. So I just want to say that first off the bat. The mastermind is, like I said, a more structured element group course. We will be channeling um, Earth spirit and bringing in information from high, from low, to really help attune you to attune your antenna to, a, to um, tune up your vessel. You know, to get you most um, supple and and just emboldened in yourself and, and what it is you're here to bring. So that's really going to be awesome. Um, there is going to be an element of emotional support, energy work and advising. We will be walking through the mechanics and the the energetic um, anatomy, let's just say of the energy of the energy centers of the body. I'm really very very excited about that and so I want to just kind of give a little sneak peek into what the curriculum includes. We're going to talk and review and practically apply <laughs> the following. So we're going to work with increasing the energetic or electroenergetic carrying capacity of your vessel. You are a, you might've heard us say this, or you might've seen this in the priestess codes uh, book or material. You are serving as a lightning rod, bringing in information from high and from low and combining that in, in the heart space where it's purified. And then you serve from that space. Now, this is, this is you in activated form. This is you when you're in full alignment, right? We want you to know what that feels like. And we want to increase the capacitance of that. Like, let's open your channel even wider so that you can provide more frequencies and more power to whatever it is you're doing. We are wanting to invigorate the transpersonal chakras. We are going to help restore some really important powerful chakras, such as the throat chakra, which is a very powerful lever for manifestation. We want to look into and talk about and like play with the mechanics of manifestation. We have so much at our, there's so much available to us that we don't play with. So we're bringing that to the table. That's what this whole curriculum is really about the practical application of telepathy, tuning up your physical vessel so that your antenna is clearer, right? To bring in information, right? Attuning your clear abilities, utilizing certain accessory chakras that you might not even know exist, right? And awakening them, getting them back online, enhancing your oracular clarity, uh, practical mechanics of trauma release through certain portals of the body, uh, plant allyship for transmutation, your abilities as a voyager with plant allies or without, your personal energetics, you know, tuning up your emotional hygiene in conflict. And then of course, like fun things like timeline jumping and quantum physics and body intelligence. These are just, this is just a sneak peek into the curriculum. I'm so excited about this. (laughs) Oh, me too.
0: And just even as I listen to you talk, I'm like, wow, it's going to be s- this and so much more. But the so much more that excites me the most is the stuff that's going to like channel through or reveal itself that we can't plan. Like, mm-hmm. I'm just thinking about all of the energy centers, and I'm like, oh. like right now, I'm so in love with the solar plexus. It's just, oh, I just love it. And I'm like, what? is in the solar plexus that wants to be known mm. and won't reveal itself until the, mm. until it's, you know, it pulled out of you through all the, up, right? Oh my
1: gosh. I'm so excited too about that because in fact, the solar plexus is one of those most mysterious energy centers for me. So I am going to be so intrigued to hear what gets pulled through you, Amy, by the nature of the group. yes right? The chemistry of the group is what pulls the information through you. Yes. It's like the filter or the magnet that draws the specifics of the information that's infinitely available and infinite in magnitude. But what are the specific components that are going to come to us? It's going to be based on the nature of the people who show up for this. So that's the funnest part for me.
0: Yes, exactly. Which is why everybody who everybody who joins it is like, it's truly a co-creation. Like you are not just a passive receiver. You are co-creating. You are magnetically pulling the information through me as the channel, but I am not the source of the information. Mm -hmm. I'm channeling it through in response to all of the people who are in it and I also just want to say too that I'm so excited about this being an entire year like I this feels so delicious to me because it was almost exactly a year ago on December 20th it will have been a year ago that I received the instructions to do the priestess transmissions in the first place Mm. and I can't begin to articulate the way that it has changed my life Mm. like where I was this time last year is so it's the same in all the ways I want it to be the same. And it's so different in all the ways I wanted it to be different wow. now. It's it's just amazing, but it's things I could never have planned or foreseen. Like that element of mystery and surprise is, is, you know, so essential. Mm. So yeah, I'm just so excited about this. I love listening to you talk about it. Cause I'm like.
1: Oh. <laughs> Let's do this together. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So what should people do if they want to check us out? Like if they want to, I don't know, get more information or join us or whatever, what do we do? I don't
0: know. What should we do? Should we create an, an email link?
1: I don't know what you typically do for podcasts. If people, like if you have show notes or what, but yeah, you could I certainly do. give.
0: A podcast, or a Show notes, sorry.
1: Oh, okay. Well, yes, then you can give away my email and that's amronbevels at gmail.com. You can also DM me on Instagram. That is probably my preferred place or you can messenger me, but I really don't like to be on Facebook. So let's stick with Instagram. It's amronbevels, MD as in medical doctor. And that's A- M as in Mary, R-O-N as in Nancy, B as in boy, E as in Edward, V as in Victor, E as in Edward, L as in Larry, S as in Sam, M as in Mary, D as in David. And that is my Instagram handle. And you can message me there and then we'll set up a chat so you feel fully informed and we can determine how to serve you best and cover pricing and get you your spot if you'd like. At this moment, we only have three more mentorship spaces left, but we have plenty of mastermind spaces. And so if you get mentorship, you'll be part of both.
0: And all of that will be in the show notes so that, you know, you can easily uh, click the link, but yes, this is very exciting. Well, we definitely have to have another conversation because I agree. We, we, we touched on a couple we went nicely in depth on a couple of key topics, but there's so much more to talk about.
1: I've so, enjoyed this. It's been wonderful.
0: Thank you so much for giving us your time and sharing your beautiful wisdom and your perspective. I always, always love talking with you.
1: I love being with you, my sister. It's so beautiful. Thank you. Thank you. And thank you, William. He was fantastic today. He's pretty good, isn't he? Mostly. <laughs>
0: and thank you beautiful listeners for your time and your attention see attention see (laughs) the currency of your attention Mm. you are so powerful you you are so powerful I hope that you feel it I Mm. love you so much Mm. and until next time have a beautiful day or night wherever Mm. you are hello beautiful being of shadow and light If you loved this episode and you want more, you can join my new membership, Light Codes. This membership is the place where you will receive all the light codes that I am channeling on how to navigate the intensifying energies of this next phase of the rapid awakening and ascension of the human collective consciousness on earth. But also all the light codes on how to step into our highest selves to activate our soul mission to harness our magic and power as creators and to manifest the highest timelines for ourselves and for the collective. To find out more information about light codes and all the ways to work with me, see the link in the show notes or visit amybelair.com. Thank you so much for being here with me on this episode. I appreciate you more than my words could ever say. Please remember to rate, review, subscribe, and share, and I will catch you on the next episode.